You know, you know what to say. Excuse me. There's no bad press, right? No, yeah, no, we definitely no, took is. a hit in that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Eric Van Johnson, and you're listening to episode 75 of PHP Ugly. This week, Thomas, John, and myself talk more about community, more specifically, Laravel community. We also talk about domain registrars and if they're the new internet moral enforcers, and uh, a few other cool things. So, let's get started. Alright, so for the intro, this is going to be brief, it's going to be simple. 75 is a very difficult number to work with, I'm just going to throw that out there. But for your baseball fans out there, let me just say, Boston Red Sox, Cincinnati Reds, Game 6, Carlton Fisk, 12th inning. You're welcome. October 21st, 1975, and this is episode 75 of PHP Ugly. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not a baseball fan, and you should go look it up. If you do, nobody, everybody knows. Nobody knows. ever knows what you're talking everybody about. Everybody knows. Carlton Fisk, 12th inning, World Series, Red Sox, Reds. Everybody knows what happened. Grand Slam. Everybody knows. You've seen pictures. I, I, I guarantee I don't. you. I consider myself part of everybody, and I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh man, my my kids. Uh, one of one of the kind of all time favorite family jokes that happened. <laughs> my child, who at the time was in early elementary school, my child who I believe works with me now. Um, I can't remember exactly which one did it, but I think it's I think it was Emily. Uh, she came up with the same. She just came home from from school one day and she goes. <laughs> <laughs> hey mom uh do you know or can you t- what was the god i can't remember now she said something like mom guess how many mothers it takes to make a lunch and my wife says i don't know honey how many she goes i don't either but it only takes one to screw it up <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and it was all because she had packed something wrong <laughs> and i was like I was so conflicted when she said it. There was like a part of me where I'm like, I need to be the dad, the husband, step in here and be mad. But damn, that was funny as hell, man. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of her. Yeah, my wife and I have a mutual agreement to high five our kids when they come up with a snappy comeback. That's even funny. if it is in the face of the other parent. Yeah, that's funny. You were talking yeah. about uh, you were talking about going to a casino earlier. Yes. Popular did. game of casinos now. Bingo. Did you know that there are 75 balls in the standard bingo set in the United States? Episode 75, PHP Ugly. I'm good with that one. I am I am good with that one. There you it's go. It's way better than so, the one I came up with. So Grayson's, going back to the jokes just because I it's funny to me, Grayson's all about telling jokes now. Three years old, and his new favorite one is Knock Knock. Who's there? Who's there? Pizza. Pizza, pizza who? Pizza. Pizza's such a nice guy. Or pizza's, pizza's <laughs> such a nice guy, yeah. I, I really hope he delivers it better than you do. Uh, of course he does. He's, He's three. three. You know, my favorite knock-knock knock joke yeah, is... Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? What? No, no. Okay, Eric, you say knock-knock. Knock-knock. Who's there? Orange. <laughs> <laughs> orange, orange, who? Knock, knock. 
What? Come in. <laughs> Orange. All right. All right. Time to move on. All right. <laughs> knock, knock. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? You never said banana to begin with. I did. I did that completely wrong. <laughs> Are you orange. supposed to keep saying banana? <laughs> All right. Should we, we reset recording on this one? We're 10 minutes Jesus in. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, how was how was everybody's week? Let's let's get this going. Let's get focus here. Let's go. Horrible. How was everybody's week as usual. I, Horrible. I was I was sick all week, at least the beginning of the week. Uh, doing a lot of as far as work goes. We have a a client that uh, they've had had stability issues over the past you know few weeks. So this whole week's been about. Uh, Delivering stability, you know, instead of working on new features, trying to, there's a few key pieces of the the code that need better stabilization, and I've opened up three pull requests. One was accepted. One, as it was being tested in their environment, they found out, which I learned today, MySQL limits you to 61 joins in a query. <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> You cannot have just, more than sixty-one. Just sixty-one. <laughs> they really know how to how to push your buttons. Wow. So, Imagine. so my this whole thing is I, I wrote code to it was basically a query builder, right? So, the exporting of data is super slow, and if if somebody had like let's just say five hundred thousand leads in their in their database, I would queue up basically. Uh, I'd get the five hundred thousand easily. But then to get all the other data out of the database, for each contact, it was getting the various data it needed. So I'm like, I can write this in one query, but again, 61 tables. Yeah, you can't limit. write that in one query. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're thinking there, but that takes that, yes, that perverts database normalization to, to a degree that, I mean, that's... Oh, you should see this query. It's awesome. I've, I'm proud of I it. I don't want to see it. It would it would cause it would cause Fantastic. me physical pain. I I hate reports and query builder things. I I had well, a here. I had a client ask me once said uh, can you can you give me a query builder for reports and stuff? I said yeah, Crystal Reports. I said yeah, that's expensive. I said that's really cheap compared to what you're asking for. <laughs> and that includes hiring somebody to run this it. This was this was super easy. <laughs> it's just the way the data stored. It's funny. You you made. MySQL bump out an error that is of little known levels. If you can do that... Not anymore. It's awesome. Yeah, if you, if, you can, if you can create a new Stack Overflow question about MySQL that has never been asked and isn't answered, you've done something terribly wrong. <laughs> or, or terribly right. Let's just leave it there. It's a thing of beauty. You should see it. I'm pasting it in Slack. Let's see Slack crash. <laughs> I had an interesting week. It was fun. Oh, what yeah. did you have going on? Uh, very little. You know, Monday was Labor Day. And I managed to get, I think, right up to 8 o'clock p.m., without having done a single thing the entire day. A single thing of value. 
I mean, I really pushed the limits of what my my wife would accept. Uh, it was impressive, and I still have three teenagers, and they're just they're they're grasping that gold ring with both hands. They are teenagers hardcore, and it's lovely. I my daughter came upstairs tonight to uh, yell at me and then go back downstairs. Just that was that was her thing right then. Uh, and you know work i laugh oh, because yeah. i have a couple teenage it's... girls so <laughs> Oof. all right so maybe you guys can answer a question for me this may seem obvious and i just never kind of realized it and thomas you can kind of confirm if this happens in colorado or not but here in san diego when there's a holiday during the week if whatever your trash day is if it's after that holiday so this week, the holiday was on Monday. Whatever your trash day is, gets pushed back a day. So if your trash day was Monday, it's now Tuesday. If, if it was it's Tuesday, like it was Wednesday, Diego, yeah. and so on and so forth. It, yeah. And it got me thinking today. I'm like, I actually thought, I think I thought about it yesterday. Does that mean that there's like, on a regular week, there's no typical trash pickup on Friday? Because how does no. that work? If you look at the, the postcard that's, gets sent out or that shows you the calendar i it drives me nuts basically they they pick up trash on saturday now so they just shift it from monday to friday to tuesday to, to saturday and i'm like but why <laughs> hey you just ask the employees to work double yeah. <laughs> time the next day uh, exactly they, they get a day off and then you just pay them overtime for, for saturday it's it's so I think that's a I think that's a trick of municipality or municipal uh, garbage collection because here in Colorado, uh, all the trash got picked up at the same time, but it's not a government-run system. Hmm. Well, you you are given a list of by your by if you rent here, you're given a list by your homeowner that has says like, hey, yeah, here's the four garbage companies. You just pick one and call them and tell them you need service started. And they start showing oh, up. Oh, really? And they'll give you the trash Oh, that's weird. So stuff. it's a private... Yeah, it's completely private. Oh. Completely yeah. private. Now, when where Which, I grew up back east if, in Maryland, not only did the garbage man come a couple times a week, I think they came like twice a week, but they actually, and, and this is old school, mind you, but they, they came into your yard, into your backyard, and got the trash. You didn't have to take it out to the curb like you do nowadays. They came into your yard, picked up your trash, and and uh, took it out for you. And they did that a couple times that. a week. I just heard about that somewhere, and it's, they still do that, where they go into the backyard. And I can't remember who told me that. It's, I, oh, I bet it's you anything. It, your, your Jersey guy? Your Jersey friend? A New York friend yeah. or whoever? Because it, nah. it's... A, it, I always thought that was just the way of the world. I, know, I I thought it was weird seeing people push their trash cans out to a curb. I'm like, why are you doing that? They well, gotta come get it from me. in San Diego. In San Diego, they've got trash trucks now that are no exit trash trucks. So the guys don't even leave the vehicle. They just drive up to where mm -hmm. the trash can is, and arm comes and grabs it and dumps it. That's how ours is in Colorado. Here, yeah, we've got four companies, and they're all of like a sliding scale of of how much it costs them to buy the, the trash truck that they're driving around. Mm -hmm. So there's waste management, which is also in San Diego, uh, in, in certain parts of San Diego. But there's like, the one we have is like a dented, beat up, just painted white with a roller 
trash truck and it, it's pouring out black smoke and it looks like they paid 500 bucks for it from just some guy they knew <laughs> but so i think it might be a service level thing i think some trash companies you know private trash companies might say hey if you if you use our service we'll just come grab it out of your yard we don't care yeah yeah those are the days so i i guess we're talking about our, our you know back in the day sort of thing john i mean my thoughts have been kind of with your parts of your family and several others i know uh down in florida where it's about to here in the u.s it's about to get hit by a pretty serious uh rain yeah. have you heard from anybody how, how are things going down there it's not really the rain <laughs> it's the, it's the it's wind it's the, the hurricane <laughs> yeah it's the 120 mile per hour rain i i, I wrote to to everyone tonight just asking if everything was okay they're they're all staying put um but what do you do it we've yeah living in florida I've, I've lived through a bunch of them and you get desensitized to it as long as you're not too close to the coast you just you kind of roll with it and I remember yeah. going through, th- there was a three big ones that came through back in like 2006 or somewhere around there. And Irene I was the one o- I remember. <clears throat> it was George something and something. And uh, we had a huge oak tree in our backyard that by the end of the storm had fallen and just luckily leaned against the house. <sighs> it, really? it, didn't, it, it didn't fall through, but we, we got it all cut down and it just destroyed uh this front section of my lawn and it never came back because it just stayed there until we we're finally able to get, get it picked up. So I, I look at what's happening in Texas and Florida and I think to myself, yeah, I, I would definitely be one of the like six people that died. <laughs> I would just, <laughs> I would just be sitting in my couch crying because the video games turned off because the oh. power was out <laughs> and just decided it's over for me. This is what I keep telling my friends. I, again, back in D.C., I tell them all the time. They ask me, how do you live in Southern California? Don't the earthquakes terrify you? And I'm like, no, because, A, you don't. They, they're very rare. You, you rarely have an earthquake. But when you do, you don't know it's coming. So you can't prepare for it. You, by the time when it happens, when it hits you, and you figure out what's going on, most of the times it's over with. And it's not like what they're experiencing in Florida or what they recently experienced in Texas, where they have to watch this looming mass of weather front just start to barrel down on them. And it's just like, I guess the one way to look at it is you have time to run if, if you if you want to run, but I don't know. That seems more terrifying to me than anything else. More stressful for sure. Did you well, see? And the... it's not even a California issue anymore. The Midwest has far more earthquakes now because of fracking allegedly than california does you know there's there's terrible problems with earthquakes in the middle of the country and california's like yeah it's been 30 years we don't really notice (laughs) did you see the did you see the last flight out of puerto rico uh the radar map showing how the plane was flying between the bands no no (laughs) it's fascinating to watch it I saw an interview with a couple people that got onto that plane, and it, you know, it's sketchy if they were even going to make it out of there. And it was like racing the storm. Granted, a storm is moving 14, 16 miles an hour, but yeah, it, it was but just still. funny watching the radar. <laughs> 
Wow, that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, well, here I it's just to... snow. I, that's the thing I love about Colorado so far the most, is that there there isn't even a natural disaster. The worst it gets is blizzards, and those just aren't considered disasters. They're considered maybe grossly inconvenient. Yeah, you, you, you let me know, so cowboy... After you live through a couple of snowstorms, I'm excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> not me. I would not like that. I like so the year-round to... warmth. <laughs> <laughs> so you managed. Go ahead. I managed to piss off the internet again. <laughs> what? It wasn't just you. you. It was us. <laughs> I, I seem to get targeted. Don't, don't a lot, let me into though, this. Not. <laughs> is it is it time for my uh my diatribe my little hopefully you... hopefully you're talking about your mea culpas yeah absolutely culpas. but before the mea culpas there's there's one or two things but i i want to start by saying laravel is amazing it launched php as a language forward in an incredible way and there's absolutely good reason that it became the most popular framework in what seems like overnight. It's a fantastic product. Uh, I'm hugely thankful to Taylor Otwell, who is doing an amazing job with Laravel, and I understand that his job is very difficult. Um, and I, I think he's Laravel exists because of him. A lot of what exists in the PHP community exists because of him and the work he's done. Um, but I also want to say... This isn't a news show, right? We we cover news articles, we bring it up and talk about it a bit, but what we're giving here is our opinions, and we're doing so while drinking and hanging out because what we do <laughs> is drink and hang out and talk every Thursday. And in that context, things can get lost or misunderstood. We have a we know each other very well. We've been friends for what six years now i've been friends with you guys for six We're years friends now. theoretically yeah. acquaintances at least <laughs> we know each other's patterns um and yeah we never intended to upset anybody um but we also when we're talking i don't think we think a lot about who it's going out to and who's listening uh but we don't want to censor ourselves in that way because we're doing this for us and we're friends and do you disagree, Eric? Very, very heartfelt. A little bit, but no, I, I you know, I, I think that was very heartfelt. I think, and uh, I have had a glass of wine, so maybe it is the wine talking, but we should be clear about something. Everything I said, I stand behind. I'm, I, I, I'm not retracting anything. I think um, one of the things that Thomas touched on was uh, a common pattern I saw in the replies, and... Full disclosure, so everybody's aware, Taylor did reach out to me. We did have a conversation um, off the public Twitter stream in DM about things. He was not happy. We'll publish that complete <laughs> so Twitter we did talk have a discussion. On, the, uh, on the Reddit channel. You can, we will not. But it'll be, it'll, it, it, the, yeah, it'll the, be on Reddit. Don't worry. The, the, the pattern I saw come from Taylor... And I explained this to him as well, and I'll explain it to everybody else. In the pattern I saw in the public Twitter stream, and to Taylor's credit, 
he didn't call me out directly in the public <clears throat> public Twitter stream. So the only like the four people who listened to the show might have put together that. Although he was we could use the listeners, us. so next time. <laughs> we know he listened to at least one show. <laughs> but the, the 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 theme that I saw is everybody had misinterpreted what I had said to mean Taylor doesn't work hard, or Taylor doesn't code, or Taylor doesn't. Or Taylor doesn't care. Uh, I, you know, I saw that a lot, that we were saying that Taylor doesn't care about the community, and that is absolutely not what I meant to put out there. I know he cares about the community. I think community management is a different job than the job that he does. Okay, so to their defense, I do think we said he, he doesn't I said it care feels like it. So I, uh, and I stand okay. by that. All right, uh, that, that's a semantic, right? I mean, that's... Uh, so, so to be clear, nobody says Taylor doesn't work. Nobody doesn't say, you know, he, he doesn't have to address a bunch of pull requests. I, the guy doesn't code like a fucking beast. I mean, we all acknowledge that the guy is a major freaking talent. And if you're a regular listener to this show, we have, <laughs> this is such a common pattern with us. We can sit here and praise his efforts for 73 shows and we say one poor thing against him on the 74th show. For an hour. That's what everybody's going to focus in on. So we we have definitely boasted about Laravel, boasted about the work that Taylor has done in the past, and and still stand by it. The guy is a beast behind the keyboard. Where he lacks, I said it last show and I'll say it again, is engaging with this growing community he has around him. I think, I think he's, I feel he might be in a little bit of a bubble. Maybe he feels like he's engaged in the community because he, he's engaging those common avenues he's down with. But as somebody who runs a community for Laravel here in San Diego, you know, I'm speaking a little bit from experience there, you know, but it's just one of these things where, and, and as I, as I, because one of the questions Taylor asked, you know, and like I said, we had a pretty good back and forth, and you know, it went from I, I think he's completely pissed off with me to I think he kind of understands what I'm saying to I think he's completely pissed off with me again, and that's how long the conversation went on for. But uh, you know, the thing I told him is that. Uh, you know, I wasn't asking for a lot, and, and the, this all came up around Laracon and how I felt that he didn't acknowledge the community in Laracon, and that's really what had sparked that conversation. Um, now he said to his defense that he did; he directly did say, you know, some sort of thank you to the community. I told him, fair enough. Maybe I missed it. I did have a conversation in episode 74 was actually one of the PHP ugly episodes that I had, I was contemplating not releasing because I, I was a little concerned about how harsh I was on that topic. I did reach out to some trustworthy friends who I value their opinion. I had them listen to it. Some in the Laravel community, some not all I think are, were kind of removed enough from it to have a level head about it. And based on all the feedback I got, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and release this. I, I feel I feel more comfortable that I wasn't off on a tangent that I was making some sense. So I did release it. None of them 
acknowledged of the ones that I talked to, of the ones that were at Laracon, none of them acknowledged me. Oh no, Eric, you missed it. He did say something about the community at Laracon. Nobody said that. I told I told Taylor, okay, maybe you did. I didn't catch it. Nobody I talked to caught it. You know, but I will mention that you know you feel like you did acknowledge the community at the conference, and I think that's what I'm doing here. But you know, we went on to you know like you said, have a good back and forth, you know, talked about some, some, a lot of it was the effort he felt he was putting into Laravel. And, and again, that's where, and I saw that same thing kind of echoed on the public stream where maybe we were implying that he wasn't putting enough effort into Laravel. And again, that's not what we were talking about. And what, what the whole conversation concluded with was, well, Taylor basically asked, give me in detail what you, what you would like to have seen. And my reply to him was, really not a lot. Pretty simple. What you did in 2016 would have been perfect. A simple acknowledgement of different groups is all we're talking about here. Um, so the, the conversation kind of ended, ended shortly after that. Uh, whether you know I was able to kind of get across to him what I was trying to relay or not is remains to be seen. I'm not going to bug the guy. I'm not going to keep tweeting at him, hey, did you understand what I meant? You have any questions? I'm, you know, he he knows he knows how to get in touch with me. He he'll get in touch with me. But you know, some of the things I'll share with you guys, and you guys are aware of this, and we're pretty community focused. We run several user groups here in San Diego. We hold co-working here in San Diego. Um I I do some mentoring for some people. None of that stuff makes us money. We don't we don't get an income from from that and to say that it doesn't take an effort to organize this stuff organize speakers organize venues organize food is wrong it does take an effort and it does take some financial commitment uh, um it's a financial obligation yeah commitment there you go you know you pay for meetup occasionally you pay for stickers and stuff and you do that because you're trying to grow the community and, and, and being available to the community. And so, yeah, that's kind of what was said. So everybody out there who went off the hinges, you know, implying that we didn't say Taylor was a good person or that Taylor doesn't work hard enough, go listen to the other shows, okay? That's not what we were talking about. Um, I think people in any community... Whether it's PHP, whether it's open source, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's, you know, American doll community. Anybody who tries to build a community understands that there's there's benefits to having the community. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that we talked about, and, and we can talk about it here a little bit. I, I'd like y'all's opinion on this. It's pretty common with big companies. It's pretty common with big projects um, that there's there's something like a community manager. Do you think Laravel is in a position now where perhaps they should think about having some sort of community manager? Just kind of anoint somebody who says, okay, this is the person who's going to help bridge the gap between the you know the the project and people trying to build communities around the project. How do you guys I've, feel about that? I have felt for a long time, and you guys know this, that Jayway is the community guy who jayway jeffrey way oh okay okay fair uh, is that i don't think he knows that <clears throat> i think he does i think i think he feels this 
he, this obligation to to calm, reserved, produced discourse that is very classic for community managers uh, is that every sentence is thought out well beforehand and then presented when asked for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know he and he's created Laracasts as a community platform as well. Where you know Laracasts is the videos, but it's also the very very active forum. And True. and he has pretty tight community standards for that forum. John, thoughts, opinions? I, I don't. <clears throat> I no. I don't know where a community manager comes in. I know it's he. Taylor is the guy there. I mean, it's his baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. John is right. John is well, distracted. I mean... He's busy removing his name from all of our podcasts in the past. He's just <laughs> scrubbing. Kicking me yeah, out of slack. He's, you he's know? trying to scrub the internet right now. Well, he has a joint statement that'll take care of all that. So yeah, no, I exactly. I th- I think the whole thing is what it is. Know. You know, uh, you know what they say about opinions. They uh, are like assholes, and everyone has one, and they all stink. And if we get hate for the opinion <laughs> we express on our opinion-based podcast, then I can't be too surprised, and I can't take it too personally, because yeah. everyone's going to have a differing opinion of some small amount, and that's what makes the conversations move forward. So, mm-hmm. to the news. Yep, so I, I, I do... I do appreciate the fact that it, it freaked me out a little bit, to be honest, but I do appreciate the fact that Taylor thought to reach out to me directly uh, for all those out there who, who question it. I mean, you know, we did, we do have that sort of communication where he, he felt comfortable. Enough you do to get a, you do get me. a little starstruck it, it, though it, when you get that DM when it's, it says verified. <laughs> no, you know, I got, I got star, I got starstruck because I'm sitting here at my, at my computer and I said, I'll get a little notification pop off that says uh, Taylor followed, followed, is following no. you. And, and I, I noticed that right uh, so he followed me. You know, in, the, in the past, <laughs> we'd share t- DMs in the past. And uh, I noticed uh, a few months back that he basically stopped following everybody. He, he was down to like, he was only following like a hundred and something people. And I, I've seen this with a lot of people. A lot of these people who have these massive followings, they cut back to the, of the people they're following to like the, these, you know, small focus numbers. And I, I don't know the thinking behind it. I don't know if they're managing all their Twitter streams through lists because you can actually put people on lists without following them. I think that's a common practice. But so I, I noticed he stopped following me and I'm like, ah, you know, that sucks. But you know, I saw that pop up. I'm like, well, that's weird. And Initially, I'm like, maybe he's following Wave PHP. Maybe he wants to see what Wave PHP is doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I, I had forgotten I had forgotten about it. And then like uh, like 20 minutes later, I got the little notification. Uh, you know, again, it pops up and it says Taylor, and it, you had like the first uh, line of his hey, message. Fuck face. And I'm looking at him like, fuck. I'm like, what the hell is that? Where is that at? And I had forgotten that he he started following me on Twitter. So finally, I put two and two together got seven and thought to go click on twitter and you know we we engaged it for a while so 
So yeah, so I felt I felt good that he reached out to me. I'm not really starstruck, but uh, I felt good that he. It did feel good that he reached out to me, even though, even if his you know first kind of couple of uh, <laughs> a couple of messages were was de- were definitely a little bit more on the aggressive side, but understandable, right? I mean, the guy <laughs> the guy was you know, mad. So. Yeah. <laughs> you guys well, are we know that now. <laughs> yeah, apparently. No, yeah. I have I have a little. I have an at mention thing for whenever We've been told by many. gets mentioned, and uh, I remember sending you the edited episode, and then like a couple hours later, ding, 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 and I my heart starts going a little too fast. Because yeah, I mean I I I don't I don't know if I should take offense to it. Let me let me see if this still holds true. But you know you know what they say. Excuse me. There's no bad press, right? No, yeah, no, we definitely no, took is. a hit in that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe this this guy's this should give you guys a little bit of a. Um, oh yeah, well look at that. That's that still holds true. Very very true. So maybe you guys should kind of start taking a hint from the numbers because numbers don't lie. If you look at our statistics on Simplecast of the top ten episodes. <laughs> The number one episode for like the uh, fifth week in a row is Eric gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> People seem to really wanted to hear that one and enjoyed listening to it because that has the most listens than wow, any of our other 400 episodes. Four hundred people. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> oh man. So uh, look at look at look at our listeners by location. We are huge in Japan for some reason. The, those guys well, are. I mean, you and I are already weird. huge no matter where we go. But Japan is historically this a is smaller true. culture. Yes, yes, we're big in Japan. I, I want, and I've never heard from anybody over there. So you speak Japanese? Yeah. No. Well, there you go. Not. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we I have think, about uh, three hundred listeners now, which is uh, exciting for me. I, I I now have a new fear every time I pull the microphone over to my face because I thought it was a hundred. <laughs> I I thought it's it was still, seven. You you always tell me it was seven, and it's not. No, it's three hundred <laughs> now. Like day of release, we get three hundred downloads pretty quick. Yeah, there's all those uh, RSS podcatchers tied into it. Yeah. Yeah, so I got that off off my chest. I like I said I don't don't really change a whole lot of of my opinion or what I said uh, the last show. But yeah, I hope that I added some clarification. I hope everybody understands. And like I said last show, it doesn't change what I'm doing. I I'm staying involved. My motivation last last week had you know, and my motivation since Laricon has has been struggling. And, and again and. We've talked about it. I, I have personal things that I'm dealing with, and you know, all this stuff is just accumulating. So I'm, I'm just having a, a little burn burnout, or I'm just not feeling it. But I, I am continuing to stay engaged. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. Let's move on, shall we? Okay, I'll. I'll, I'll no, do I was going to insert thing. crickets there. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Since we're on the topic of Laravel, I'm going to move into some news news things because it doesn't seem like anybody has anything to say. I do. I'm... I do have something to say. 
can I okay. can I bust into something first? Absolutely. So absolutely, <clears throat> I, I mentioned this either a week ago or two weeks ago. <clears throat> is that uh, Cloudflare took the Daily Stormer offline by basically saying we're not going to do DDoS protection anymore for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they're hosting DreamHost. Actually, I don't know if Cloudflare. I think it might have just been DreamHost. Either way. They got taken offline because somebody said, we're not going to host you anymore, or we're not going to uh, accept your domain name anymore, or any number of ways you can just cut a website off of the internet. You're talking and, about the, the, the neo-Nazi sites and all that, right? Is yeah. That, that's what you're referring to? Yeah. 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 And and that the, the Cloudflare CEO made the personal decision to cut the Daily Stormer off. Uh, in doing so, though, he did an interview with Vice News and said, uh, I, I did this for two reasons. One, they're awful, and two, uh, a person like me should not have the power to do such a thing. To say, mm-hmm. not you anymore, sorry, but you're now off the internet because I decided. Um, and unfortunately, that has somewhat set a precedent now. So there's a, a microblogging platform called Gab which was pressured into know this one it was was pressured into removing obscene posts on its platform they agreed that the post was obscene but didn't feel that removing posts from their platform was their job however pressure closing down they did decide to remove it uh their registrar basically started to threaten them and say this is obscene if you're hosting obscene content we're going to stop hosting your domain and so the question okay the Go question ahead. builds to how many individuals are actually out there who can censor the american internet you know granted there's the chinese great firewall and we all know of its immense censorship powers but in america you have hosting DDoS protection, payment processing, domain registrars. And that's a really small handful of individuals at this point. Um, If you don't provide DDoS protection for your uh, contentious content, then it's just not going to be there because someone can pay $5 a week to make sure your site is always down. If you don't have a domain name, your content is gone. If you don't have a host, your content is gone. And there's not a lot of these different companies now, and they're being pressured to censor in a way that the internet, I don't feel, was ever intended to be censored. Okay. So now, a couple questions here. I do want to explore this a little bit. Um, first thing, you, you, you differentiate this from our discussion with Facebook, I'm assuming because... That was Facebook censoring themselves, right? Where where they were where I had mentioned that I found it horrifying uh the idea of Facebook um manipulating my stream to the point of where I'm not getting articles or news feeds that I may have been interested in because let, let me let me clarify. I wasn't interested in, <laughs> nor in, do I support in any manner the neo-Nazism. But 
the yeah, I, I had shared with you that that seemed like terrifying to me that that they had that power, and I, I took it from both of you that you guys it was a hard hard conversation to have because we are focused on the neo nazism and everybody agrees that's bad, but in general it seemed like you guys are like well it's their platform they kind of do it already with with how they advertise to you. So yeah, you know, we're okay with it. But you you differentiate that from what people like Cloudflare is are doing where I mean, essentially I see it as almost the same thing where they they're saying, "Hey, this is our service. You know, this is how we have a re- reputation and we don't want a reputation associated with pornography or or speech or anything else. So if you don't uh, apply, we're going to shut you down." You guys see that as the same or different? I see it as different. You see it as different. Okay. So do explain. Explain that. In the case of Cloudflare... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, I heard a grunt from John. That usually means he has an opinion. He's still here. No, I was... No, I was was agreeing. I... I, Okay, so so you agree agree it's it's different as well? Yes. Okay, all right. So whoever wants to speak on that, feel free to speak. In the case of Cloudflare, they are the dominant market platform because of the amount of money that they were required to invest in their hardware, in their network, and in the patents that they own. They are... Same argument can be made of Facebook. Absolutely, except that Facebook is an advertising platform, whereas Cloudflare is a DDoS protection platform, and there is no alternative to Cloudflare because of their patents. Not cloud, not Cloudflare's fault though it's not not their fault fault, but even their even their ceo said i don't like the fact that an individual has the power that i have he acknowledged i agree with him i agree i I agree 100 percent with him and i and i think that that should that that transpires across the internet i don't think facebook should be doing it and i think you keep saying it's an advertising platform are they an official advertising platform because i think we we perceive them okay. as one, and I think that's Absolutely one of the ways are. they make their money. But that's not what they—that's that not what they market that themselves is. as. They market themselves as a social no, media to people. It's not. They—they don't—they don't say come join my advertising platform. They say come join my social media not, network. Yeah, to, to us, that's what they advertise. But to shareholders, if I'm joining, if I'm joining a social, if I'm joining a network that I'm under the assumption is a social network that I, I'm a part of. And then having that information manipulated to, to me, that's an issue. I, I see you know, you know something issue. I have done. Now, I don't agree with any of it. Something I have done is I have told people in no uncertain terms, do you know that Facebook is watching you and listening to you and monetizing your personal life in a way that will one day impact you in, in ways that you acknowledge are horrible, unexpected, and rude? And people go, yeah, I know, because they, they – they know, or they think I'm wrong, which fucking not. <laughs> it's like fa- Facebook is gonna be a political party soon. I agree with that, and that and that was my point. Is like, what if the next election they start manipulating everybody's stream to you know have them vote a certain way? I mean, this is a huge problem. This they is did one that last election on accident. On they just announced two days ago that they realized that hundreds of millions of advertisements that they had allowed on their site were paid for by Russian propagandists and they were targeting Hillary Clinton during the election. And they, they released this and went, well, whoops. 
but but that that's different than them doing it. That's it? different than them doing it. And and based on our based on our previous conversation, you you've acknowledged that you would be okay with that. I have an ad blocker. <laughs> this is why I can't have a real conversation. I know because <laughs> Devil's Advocate has the easiest outs in the world. <laughs> uh, yes, I I uh, I I agree. We we are definitely getting with 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 every everything uh, all through the, the the chain of the internet. You know, we've fought for years to keep the internet free, to keep the the internet free from government and it's it's going it's going to continue to be a fight. I, my biggest issue is hosting. Uh, granted the DDoS protection stuff is a a big black hole of questions where you can morally go in any direction. Hosting, I don't feel I'm sorry, not hosting. Uh, domain registrars. I don't feel that there can be any ambiguity there. Um, domain registrars get mm-hmm. their authority from ICANN. ICANN is a government organization that is upheld to the Constitution. Uh, for a registrar to say, we will not accept your domain name because you host content we disagree with, I feel violates a constitutional right for free speech. Because ICANN is the issuing authority mm-hmm. at the end in the end game, and registrars are just buying permission to do what they're doing. So yeah, I, I somewhat disagree with that. I understand where you're coming from, but if if I'm a registrar, I, I one I had to pay a ton of money just to be allowed to register domain names. An ass ton. If yeah, so if. I should have the right to say, I don't want hate speech domains registered through me. And if that's going to be an issue, then why isn't ICANN just the sole registrar and everything goes through them? Good point. Because there is a an expectation of hosting the uh, low-level DNS records, the TLDs, the, yeah, the TLDs that are registered with them on their network. I th- I think this is interesting, and we we've been clear, we've been open about this before. I assume we're still open about it. If not, let me know. We'll edit things out. But in your line of work, Thomas, this has a direct impact on how you guys do business, from where you guys host things. You to, would think so. I, I mean, this is the the greatest impact that that let's be clear here, hardcore pornography suffers is. Credit industry, uh, oh, I don't even know the word for it. The 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 credit card acceptance industry basically has three portals that we can accept money from uh, because they're willing to accept the risk on chargebacks. But there is no moral stance by any of the portals. They don't care morally about what we do. They care that our chargeback rate is higher than normal. That is entirely it. But I. I... So, but you guys, you guys don't take in. So to be clear, anybody who's new to the show, Thomas works in the adult industry website business. Um, you guys don't Active. take that into in any consideration as far as where you host your servers, your domain register, your your uh, email provider. I mean, none of that stuff. It's just it's just way whatever yeah. everybody else is using. Yeah, no one no one cares in the slightest. But but that but you are you you are most targeted. So it's it's I I'm just curious. Yeah, so it's we like... so we pay for Cloudflare. We pay for 
dedicated hosts. Uh, uh, we have our own servers. Um, we we pay out the nose for the risk we you know we we present to other companies by being involved with us. Um, mm -hmm. But it's there's no moral stance that anyone has, and I, I've never even seen it. I've been in the adult industry on the internet for damn near 10 years and i've been on the the operations side as well as the development side which i'm on now and no one ever cared the nature of the content affected our contract because it meant we were attracting certain uh nefarious actors but it, it was never an issue with the fact that our content was against anybody's moral position yet yeah right. which is is the concern although mm -hmm. if you shut off all the porn what's left not much it's really it's very little <laughs> all sorts of work gets done you know you can you can book a flight <laughs> rent a car, and get a hotel room so all Eric, right. last, last, last time we talked about this you you did have me think a lot about facebook's stance on or the having the ability to turn off the speech because I agreed with the fact that I didn't like it. And mm -hmm. I still think it comes down to hate speech can be defined. And I think, I think you can agree that could be removed and not part of free speech. So here's my kind of issue with it. I, I agree with you. And had, had I been had I been receiving unsolicited hate speech, I I understand that stance. You haven't been but getting mine. But if I'm part, <laughs> I have you blocked. Damn it! But if I'm if I'm part of a group that all all share a common thought, a common you know belief system, and sharing those thoughts and belief systems between ourselves, and Facebook comes in and says. We don't agree with this. We're not going to let you guys. We're not going to allow you guys to share anymore. That's where I I, I begin to have a problem. So, I think I think that's that was the differentiator for me. It's it's not like I had to sit here and suffer through hate speech because I'm not friends with people like that, and I don't follow those groups, and I'm not part of those organizations. Yeah. So I don't see it in my stream, right? But had I start seeing it, I mean, occasionally. Occasionally, I'll get a Trump supporter creep into my stream, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is about as hate speech as you can I get. I got way too many but, in my stream. But, you know, but my point being, you know, the ones that do creep in, it's because I have a relationship somehow with, with the person doing that post. And it's up to me to say, well, I'm not going to follow these guys anymore, or I don't want to see their posts anymore because we don't agree. But the 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 thought of Facebook just shutting these groups down. And it's so hard to have this conversation because I'm 100% with you guys. Today, these groups, yes, let's shut them down. But where does that line get drawn? And, and, and what other sort of information? I'll tell you. Acknowledge the whole ads thing. It's way worse than that. I, acknowledge the whole ads thing. And, and this, is, this is my problem. This is what, you know. I, that that was kind of kind of my my overall on that, John. It's I I, I wasn't saying that I, I thought anybody should have to endure all this hate speech. I'm just saying that 
if you're part of the that if that's your social network is that if that's your social group and this is a social platform then i don't know it's it's a hard call for me okay well we're an hour into the show here and uh you know haven't really been too positive (laughs) it's not a real hour because we took some good breaks i'm actually gonna take one minute right now but then we're going to jump right into the super good news because we've got lots of good news, one of which is actually a smiling dog. I like how after the, the whole Laravel, Laravel talk, <laughs> Eric tries to have this nice transition to the Lumen story, and Tom's just like, nope, we're talking about the main stars. I know! That's <laughs> a perfect I'm, segue. I'm like, to get into the... I'm like, I even said we're getting into the news. He's like, no, I want to talk about something else. And then he talks about one of the com- one of the cards. Because <laughs> that's what section. I was talking about on the previous podcast. I know, was, but there's, was, there's I was already talking. a good segue into the Lumen story. And, and listen, no matter what, you know, this is an, op- an opinion podcast. We are not a news podcast. Now onto the news. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked we talked earlier in the, in the show a lot about laravel and all the all the drama going on with that and like i said we are very much supporters of of laravel and that platform the whole ecosystem and i have to admit i was really surprised to see that lumen is still around and lumen 5.5 which puts it in line with laravel 5.5 lumen 5.5 got released um now i am you, Go ahead. You were surprised because it's not a product that you use and follow, not because it is in any way a bad product. It is a great product. Oh, God, you're being way too sensitive now. But a lot of people... He, he just so wants to make I, sure he doesn't get the hate letters. I, uh, hate tweets. I, I use Laravel a ton. I do a lot of API development. I'm a big API guy. Uh, when Lumen first came out, I'm like, "Oh, this is perfect for what, what you know for what I do." And I ended up not using it. I, I tried it on a couple projects. I might even have a Lumen project out there still, but it's so much easier for me to just spin up a Laravel app, have everything there available to me. It's it's kind of transparent as far as whether you use Laravel just for APIs or not. I mean, the big thing that Lumen brings to the table is a is a huge uh, speed boost, but I'm not serving up 100,000 requests a minute. So Laravel just works perfectly fine as an API platform. Um, but I guess I'm happy to still see it out there. Uh, anybody anybody care about this? Yeah, I think it's. I, I think Lumen is great. Um, my issues with it have been that it's just it's too easy to turn Lumen into Laravel because you want the features. So you end up installing Laravel mm-hmm. over Lumen. I mean, that's what yeah. I do. I, I do it all the time. I did it all the time. I eventually just gave up. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't um, fit my use cases, but I, it's a great great tool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of use case for it. Okay, the other PHP news I want to get out there before we start wandering off. I guess there is another PHP story here if we want to talk about that, but uh the other thing I'm a well established UUID guy. I love UUIDs. I've been looking to slowly start replacing all my ID fields and all my databases with UUIDs. I like the concept. There was a push to potentially get UUID as part of PHP core, uh, which I want to talk about as well. But uh, so there was there was a um, an RFC to put UUIDs into PHP core, 
it does look like that RFC has been denied. Uh, so yeah, we talked. To, we, we talked about we that were, at in tech. We did. It yeah, up, it, it came yeah. up in the, the podcast. Then. That's a bummer. Yeah, and and he kind of made a good point. Um, I think it was Joe. Was it Joe Ferguson that that we were talking to? No, Ben Ramsey. Or Ben, Ben Ramsey. Okay, it was Ben. Uh, I, I think he made a good point back then, which was, you know, it's a package. You know, why? What's the problem with it being a package? You know, it's that he he kind of gave the the thought, or at least I I I understood the thought of it doesn't really need to be 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 in core. It's it's easy enough package to install if you want to just install the package. Yeah, I understand um, that. But I there's always also thought the fact that what's anything in core for then, right? Speed, it, performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could see mm. in if you're... A, a high write environment, UUIDs as a package being much, much slower than UUIDs as a, a built-in function. Well, well, that's also the problem. Is the RFC made it a PHP function versus a C function. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Maybe that would, so I don't know that you would have got the big speed it boost anyway. <laughs> yeah, that is... Yeah. Uh, there is no reason why this should be implemented in C. One could argue that it is faster, which it probably is, but this is a weak argument. Okay, so you lost my vote there. <laughs> you you wrote why I should not vote for this in your RFC. Whoops. That is. <laughs> so we have a we have a meetup coming up. Uh, is it next week? It must be next yeah. week. We have a meetup coming up. And John's John's actually taking this bull by the horn. I'm so I'm so pleased. But this whole meetup next week is around um, uh, trying to get P- some PHP test and, fest. P- PHP test fest. Trying to get some kind of momentum f- from the community to start testing a, uh, the core PHP core, basically. So writing tests for PHP core and getting the whole community involved and. We had a lot of conversations about community earlier and the importance of it and how you can leverage it. And this, this is one of the ways is, you know, you got Ben and um, Sammy, Sammy K Powers, Sammy Powers, Sammy Powers. Mm-hmm. Sam, you, you did right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those guys have, have really kind of uh, pushed this initiative forward to get all the user user groups to be part of this PHP test fest day. And uh, kind of yeah, excited about open it. source. There's, there's open source projects that are uh, that are volunteering as part of this. The, you can look up projects that want more tests and don't have enough and contribute to them, and that's how you can be part of it. There's, there are prizes, really, John? Are, you, are we just doing prizes? Stickers. No, there are prizes from PHP Test Fest. So ah, cool. Around the, the person who, who contributes the most tests, the user group that contributes the most tests um and then there's there'll be like first second and third place place prizes uh obviously selected by committee on the most useful tests mm-hmm. so. i'm looking forward to this in you're you're doing a talk on how to rate test or what how how's that going to play I, out you got to give it to to sammy and ben and the, and the, the team that they've put together they've got slides already set up so I'm just gonna be the mouthpiece, Arr. I guess, kind of regurgitating what they say. <laughs> All right. So basically, you're not doing any work for your presentation yeah, again. So that's it's management material. So do I ever do any work for any of my presentations? 
<laughs> okay. So I, I, I don't have it on the board, but uh, since the show is, is coming to a close here, I want to make sure I fit it in. The wavephp.com site is live. We have some uh, blind bird, uh, early blind bird pricing out there. So basically, it's the lowest price a ticket to the conference is going to run you, and you're basically buying it off faith. You don't know who's talking. You're essentially just buying it because you know the guy is running it, and it's in San Diego. Well, you can scratch that first <laughs> That's one. That's really the only Diego, reason. You should be... <laughs> It's yeah. in San Diego. Don't worry about don't worry about the guys running it. They're uh, they're assholes. Don't listen to that. But uh, it's in San Diego, and it's uh, PHP related, so you should be able to get work to pay for it. So you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's being run by a couple of people pricing. that or people that go to conferences. Hopefully, we know what you want to see, and we're gonna do our best. Who are big in the community? Who, who think a lot about community? Who talk about community often? Like in this show. I mean, I mean. Oh, I know why you're saying that. John is never. I figured out why he's John saying is that right now. Never going to come back. I, I gave him his shovel back this morning that I've had for probably over two, maybe three years now, and he's digging this hole as deep as he can get. Uh. <laughs> I totally forgot about that shovel too. <laughs> and I needed it once. I'm like, God damn! I knew I had a shovel here somewhere. <laughs> okay, so wave php.com www.wave.php.com or wavephp.com jeez um go there uh you know we need to set up an email for that so we can receive emails from there but yes pricing's up there some information some information about the venue some information about fun things to do in san diego uh, John's going to work on getting speaker packages defined this week because we, we're having a lot of uh, feedback on, um, I mean, sponsor packages. We're getting a lot of feedback on uh, people who are wanting to, uh, take it to take it to their businesses. I guess businesses are starting to talk about budgets for next year. So they're getting into Q. They're starting to get into Q4 of this year, and so they are talking about budgets for next year. So everybody wants to... I've had a couple of people say, hey, get those sponsor package information up because I want to present. And I'm like, okay. Present it to their company to sponsor. So yeah, we just need don't to want to do it have this... John do that this week. It's so hard having them, mm-hmm. us having to pay taxes on that. <laughs> so who's ready for some so... doom and gloom? I thought we were done. I oh, thought we just talked about we're that. We're so close. Yeah. So we close need money for Wave PHP. Wave PHP needs money. Send us money. Bit, we take. We all take Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin, not Bitcoin Cash. And, and Whopper, Whopper Coin. Absolutely Whopper That's Coin. That's thing. <laughs> Pay us in Whoppers. <laughs> what is your doom and gloom, sir? For my doom and gloom segment, I've got a great one because we always talk about it. Voice operated. Virtual assistants. Hey Google, what time is it? Time to close down the show. Time to wrap it up, Thomas. Cool. So it turns out that these voice-operated assistants—they do a ultrasonic communication between each other. So if you have multiple devices, if you have multiple Amazon Alexas, uh, it will only respond with the one that's in the room that you're talking in because they're communicating to each other silently through ultrasonic communication to figure out where you are and make sure that they don't both answer. Pretty cool stuff. Awesome. Unfortunately, it doesn't 
distinguish in these ultrasonic ranges between human instruction sets and automated communications. So what? what what some researchers found out was that with about $30 worth of hardware, I'm sorry, $3 worth of hardware, you could take commands spoken in regular bandwidths and tune them into the ultrasonic range where no one could hear them and broadcast them to devices, causing them to go to malicious websites, execute malicious commands, and generally do things that they weren't supposed to do without the owner ever hearing it. Okay. So... My favorite part about this mm-hmm. is it's called the dolphin attack. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Because, yeah. like, Flipper... That's echo, echo location, <laughs> but a little different. Uh... Yeah, what's the purpose of this? I mean, you would have to be in my house, right, with this device. No. Amazingly enough. Are you doing it through my microwave? Are you? Gonna, are we going back to the whole microwave story again? It could. It could be played by your computer speakers on a YouTube video that you're watching without your knowledge. Uh, that, that's an actual use case. So you could now, okay. you could embed an Amazon Alexa or Google device virus in a youtube video which or i think is pretty impressive or <laughs> or <laughs> theoretically a podcast or, or, although i don't know who would have their morals set so low as to do such a thing <laughs> got a title for the podcast that's my now. best ultrasonic sound i can make right there all right yeah, that's great. The world's coming to an end. Leave it to Tom. You know, it's like one of those. It's like those guys who walk around with the sign over their head. The world's coming to an end. The world's coming to an end. One day they're going to be right. They're just going to be standing there like I told you all. I told you. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'd say this done? has been fun, but no, it's time for bed. Not. I think John's just over the podcast. I think we have. No, no, not at all. I've just uh, been sick this week. He gets he gets all this negative uh, adolescent behavior information from me, and then all of this negative attention from you, and he's just getting he's getting overwhelmed. <laughs> it's like just putting on headphones and listening to a vacuum run. It, eventually, it'll drive you crazy. True. <laughs> I'm John right. Gargan. I think we're. I think we're going to wrap it up here. It seems like a good this, spot. This has been episode 75 of PHP Ugly. I'm John Condon. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it, Keep ugly. it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.